0: Do you have a sweet tooth? With Halloween coming up, I thought it'd be a great opportunity to go over some of our pairing rules, if you will, in air quotes, of how we work with sugar or sweeter desserts or food styles. So in today's episode, I'm gonna be giving you my expert tips on how to work with sugary treats and desserts. And I'm also gonna be sharing some of my favorite pairings with Halloween candy, because as I'm recording this, Halloween is quickly approaching and I thought it'd be really fun. So I'm gonna be breaking down some of my favorite Halloween candies. I I hope there's some of yours so you can look forward to peanut butter and chocolate, caramel and chocolate, some dark chocolate, and I'm going to give you some pairings of how we work with those specifically. So if you're ready, let's dive into how to pair with sweet treats. Hey everyone, and welcome to The Wine Top Talk. I'm your host, Somalia Erin Roser, and I'm so happy that you're here with me today. If we haven't met before, it's lovely to have you here, and if we have, welcome back. Now, For those of you who are new, you should know that I've been a professional Somalia for almost 20 years now, and it's my passion and my privilege to make learning about wine not only easy and fun, but also practical, meaning that I want you to feel comfortable and confident when you're shopping for wines, not just for special occasions, but for your everyday life, when you're making memories with family and friends. So let's dive into today's episode which is all about sweet treats and how do we work with sugar when we're creating pairings because it's definitely something we always need to put into our consideration bucket anytime we're working with anything sweet. Today's episode I've broken down into two parts. The first part I'm going to be covering the rules that we work with when we work with sugary treats and again any wine rule if you will and I'm saying this in air quotes for those of you listening in podcast form. This is a guideline. If you enjoy something or one of your favorite pairings is outside of the rules, you keep doing you. I'm just giving you some information, which you can then use to help you create magical pairings that you're going to love. But always know that you do you, as they say, I want you to enjoy what you're having. But I also want to give you the information behind why some of those pairings work better than others. So today we're going to focus on sugar and sweet things. In the second half of the episode, I'm going to be talking specifically about Halloween candy because Halloween is just around the corner. So I want to break down some of these treats for you and some of the favorites like peanut butter cups, some caramel and chocolate, some dark chocolate. So I'm going to give you some specific pairings for those that you'll be able to recreate easily at home and enjoy with some Halloween candy or anytime you're having a sweet treat. Let's get started first with the basic rules we always want to consider when we're working with sugar. Let's just set the base about what sugar does to wine. So sugar, and you'll experience this even if you're not having wine, if you're just having coffee or tea. Sugar becomes a very powerful, dominant flavor and texture in any dish that we have. And so when we're working with anything sweet, we want to bring a beverage, whether it be wine, a beer, a spirit or cocktails that comes with the same sweetness level to the dish Otherwise, what is sweeter is going to overpower the other one. So if you have a real sweet drink or cocktail, any foods that you have that aren't as sweet, that cocktail is going to become the most powerful flavor that you're enjoying. So something to think about, but always remember is that sugar is a dominant flavor and the sweetness that comes in the dish. What we're looking for ideally is to match that sweetness because then they level set. Otherwise, one is going to be more powerful than the other. And sometimes that's what we want, let's be honest. Sometimes a dish is so sweet that we literally say, we're not going to compete with you, I'm going to take a step back in the pairing that I create and it's really just there to support and cleanse the palate in between bites. Sometimes you just have to let One, either the wine or the food takes center stage. And so that's a pairing approach that you can choose. But when we are creating, and for the pairings that I'm talking about a little bit later, when we're creating pairings, I am going to give you some wine style ideas that bring a more harmonious approach to the pairing. So what I'm gonna be creating is something with equal intensity and equal sweetness that comes to the pairing and says, hey, let's partner up, let's do this together. And so that's what I'm gonna be working more with today. Though I am also gonna be sharing with you some contrasting pairings, meaning you can take something sweet and you can do something bitter, if you will, sort of the opposite of it, and then they kind of highlight each other and bring balance. So in regards to pairing with sweetness, we have a couple of different approaches that we can use. We can use the stand back and let one shine. So you can let either the dish or the wine take the center stage. So that's one approach. The second approach is to find balance, to look for that median between the two of them. And the third one is to do contrasting flavors. So we have three different approaches when we work with sugar, and today I'm going to show you examples of all of them. So you're gonna get some real examples that you can actually try at home, and you could set up a tasting if you wanted to with these three different approaches. Sugar is one part of a pairing, and we have to acknowledge it. We can't fight it. We can't hide that this dish is sweet, and sweet basically makes a wine taste drier. So anything that's not as sweet as the wine when we pair it, it's going to seem a little duller. It's going to seem a little drier. So we just have to acknowledge that sugar does shine. Hey, sugar shines and we need to work with it. And sometimes we want it to shine the brightest. Sometimes we want to find harmony and other times we want to show the complete opposite. So those are the different ways we work with sugar. But my number one rule is acknowledge it. Don't try to hide from it, but let's work with it. But first we have to decide what approach of the three are we going to take when we're working with sugar. Now let's get into some specific examples of how you can do this and this is really fun because who doesn't love Halloween candy? I mean you take your favorite candy bar and you put it in bite-sized pieces that kind of makes you feel like they have no calories at all and I realize that's not true but it definitely feels that way and we all know they're a little bit dangerous those little bite-sized pieces. So Halloween candy is a great way if you're having a pairing with family and friends and no matter your age anytime you see cute little candy wrappers of your favorite candy bar or your favorite candies put into sort of bite-sized pieces, it just kind of brings joy, let's be honest. Now let me give you some examples. So first one I'm going to talk about is creating the harmony between the two. I'm looking to match the intensity, match the flavor, and the weight of the chocolate as well. So with any pairing we're looking at how sweet it is in regards to the dish but also the texture of it. What is the actual texture in some of these chocolates that we're talking about? The first one I'm gonna talk about is one of my favorites, so we're gonna start here, and this is a peanut butter cup. This is milk chocolate with a peanut butter insert, depending on where you're listening into the world. They may have different brand names, but basically this is a peanut butter cup. So milk chocolate on top of peanut butter. Delicious, and this may be just even melted chocolate chips on a spoon, with a jar of peanut butter. No judging, whatever makes you happy, it definitely brings joy to my life. So, how do we work with this? Now, any pairing rule, we also pair to the strongest flavor in the dish. So not only do we have sugar in this mix, and we have milk chocolate, and milk chocolate gives us some milk solids and some creaminess, it has a melting point, but the strongest flavor in this dish is going to be the peanut butter. So I need to acknowledge that peanut butter comes to the party, not only with some sweetness, because peanut butter has some sugar in it, I have sugar from the milk chocolate, but I also have a strong peanut flavor. And so what am I going to do with this? My favorite. My favorite pairing here is to pair a really big, rich, creamy Chardonnay, and let me tell you why. The Chardonnay is going to come to the table with a creamy texture, some rich vanilla notes, maybe a little bit of coconut, which is also going to work in here because of those toasted barrels that come through. So what I'm generally looking for is a new world Chardonnay. When you're shopping, you're going to look for the notes that say toasty, creamy. Butter, you're looking for these notes on the back of the wine label, and this is going to bring an equal weight because peanut butter also has a weight to it, it's a fairly dense texture as well as flavor. But because the milk chocolate is creamy, this is why the Chardonnay comes together and can work here. So we have sweetness and a new world Chardonnay. And the reason I'm saying new world is that I want a hotter climate. And what that's going to give us is more ripe apple and pear and some tropical notes, which is also going to give us a bit more of a perception of sweeter fruit in that Chardonnay, which is going to work with the chocolate. So my favorite pairing is going to be a big, rich, creamy Chardonnay. Chardonnay with that peanut butter cup. Now as a side note, if you are a beer fan as well or you have one in your life, sometimes the beer aisle can have some really cool styles here and you can definitely do a Scottish Ale if you wanted to do something a little richer, but sometimes we get some really cool kind of like peanut butter flavored beers. And so this is a great time to walk down the beer aisle and see if there's some seasonal peanut butter flavored. Voodoo sometimes does like a peanut butter chocolate pretzel beer sometimes that you could definitely pair here. So the beer aisle can be fun as well as a sweet cider is an option for you here too. And why is a sweet cider? Again, you have that sweetness, but you have a complimentary flavor in that you can have ripe apple flavor coming from the cider. And just think to yourself about a caramel apple dipped in chocolate, with some peanuts on top. That's basically what you're creating with that pairing if you pull a cider into the mix. But you are sort of really going to say, hey, I really want to pull some apple, strong apple flavors with the peanuts and the chocolate. But you're literally creating a grown up version with this pairing of uh, apple on a stick covered in chocolate, caramel, and peanuts. So delicious, 100%. So that's my first pairing, which gives you an example of bringing equal weightness and looking for the synergy between the two. Another collaborative pairing, if you will, is going to be dark chocolate. So just a solid piece of dark chocolate with a big red wine. And why is this a synergetic pairing? It's because the dark chocolate comes with bitterness. There's no sweetness in it whatsoever. It's about the intensity, the sharpness of that dark chocolate. And to bring a collaborative pairing, we're going to go and do a really big, dark, bitter red wine. So what we're doing here is we're matching bitter with bitter. So you can see here how we found the energetic piece in the middle. We found the harmony in the middle. And so here with dark chocolate, you can do your favorite Cabernet Sauvignon, your favorite Malbec, for example. What you're looking for is that sharp bite, those bigger tannins, mouth-drying sensation. You're going to get the flavors of dark Cherries raspberries blackberries you're looking for those really dark fruits and maybe a little cracked pepper or spice coming through as well Those tobacco leaves so you can do a Shiraz as well Just watch the Shiraz may bring a bit more of a sweet fruit depending on the wine style But you can definitely do the Shiraz and you're almost gonna get a black forest cake pairing with doing the Shiraz that's going to pull a bit more sweeter fruit than let's say the Malbec or Cabernet Sauvignon. So definitely a beautiful pairing the Shiraz. will bring more of those black cherry sweeter dark fruits through kind of like a bit of a Christmas cake as well with the dark chocolate. A beautiful synergetic flavor between the bitterness of the chocolate and the bitterness of the wine. Now let's go to sweet for sweet. Generally these are covered in milk chocolate with nougats and all kinds of sweet fun centers caramels as well. Here my go-to wine is going to be the Moscato d'Asti from Italy. The reason being is that it's an off-dry wine. It has a nice acidity to round out to make your mouth water a little bit. It's also nice and low in alcohol, so five and a half percent alcohol. So if you're having some Halloween candy late at night, it's not like you're having a big glass of wine just before bed. But the Moscato d'Asti you're going to find in the Italian wine aisle, maybe in the sparkling wine, but it's a little frizzante, so it's got a hint of a spritz but it's off dry. And so it's going to bring sweetness into the pairing. It's going to bring some flavors of nice peach and apricots. But when anytime you have the milk chocolate and a sweet nougat, it's really going to pair nicely. Same if you have Smarties or M&Ms or anything like that, it's going to be a really nice pairing here. So you can definitely do a Moscato de Asti. The other one, if you want to do red, again, staying in sort of that fizzy place, if you will, a, little, a wine with a bit of a spritz is going to be Lambrusco. And so Lambrusco, again, in the Italian al you're going to get a sweet cherry soda flavor almost. And this wine has nice, rich, ripe cherry flavors. And if you enjoy those red fruit, red sweet fruits, then this is going to be a great pairing when you're doing sweet on sweet. So that's going to be really nice pairings. Watch if you're doing more of a dessert style, so if you are doing more of an ice wine or a late harvest wine, you can definitely do them, but know that it's going to be a lot of sugar back and forth and just the ice wines or a sweet wine are going to be pull more of those dried apricots, dried peaches flavors. So the flavors of the fruit in those sweeter wine styles also come up in intensity and become overpowering potentially to the chocolate pieces. And that's why my favorite here is to go with either the Lambrusco for more of those red cherry raspberry flavors or the Moscato de Asti to bring out sort of a peach neutral flavor. Both of them are delicious. It's just really depends on what your preferences red fruits or more of a stone fruit but both of them are off dry wines with a bit of a spritz and they're delicious here when you're dealing with those classic milk chocolate nougat filled wonderful little chocolate bars the other great wine here that's just neutral sort of across the board is going to be a zinfandel so if you're looking for a still wine here zin while it's a big red it's softer in tannins and it's going to have high ripe fruit flavor so you get lots of those cherries and raspberries a little smokiness come through and it's going to be delicious with milk and dark chocolate watch the peanuts though so if there are peanuts in the chocolate my my recommendation is to go more of that chardonnay root because the peanuts are going to have more an affinity with the chardonnay but a Zinfandel is also a good go-to red in regards to Halloween candy pairings. The reason being that it is a big red, it has lots of rich, ripe fruit flavor, but lower tannins and that bitterness, the intensity is not there in the Zinfandel in most cases, and it just sort of smooths out, but it comes with enough weight and texture to it to hold up to the chocolate flavors and all of those in there. Now for a contrasting pairing, we're gonna use dark chocolate as an example. So you have this bitter, deep dark chocolate. delicious we just talked about creating a harmonious sort of intense pairing with the Cabernet or the Melbeck, but you could do a contrasting pairing here in finding a flavor that you know works harmoniously so dark chocolate you know goes so well delicious with when you have the sweet cherries when you have sweet red fruits or a coffee flavored here so maybe your pairing here is not necessarily wine it can be a coffee cherry porter for example and you can bring that so you're looking for the synergy, but you're also going to be contrasting in that you're going to bring something that has a bit more sweetness to it to bring balance, but also intensity. So you could also do Amaroni with dark chocolate, for example. You could bring in a sweet red wine like an ice wine made from Cabernet Franc, for example. You could do a Recioto de Valpolicella, so a beautiful sweet wine from Italy that's going to give you some nice, beautiful, sweet cherry flavors. So here you're looking to do a contrast. You're going to pull a complementary flavor. So even if you do a contrast, you still need a bridge ingredient. What's something you already like? even though if it's on the different spectrum. So when you do a contrasting pairing with chocolate, we're looking to find something that's opposite, but there's a bridge, a dotted line between the two of them. So dark chocolate, we know goes delicious with dark fruits. And so what we're looking for is to find a dark fruit, sweeter style of red wine and bring those together. You could do a late bottled vintage So you're pulling out those ruby dark flavors that are sweet. So it's contrasting very bitter, but here you have sweet in the port, but also bitterness as a background. So that's another beautiful pairing as well. So you can see how contrasting we can do the opposite. But even when we do opposites, we still have to find a bridge ingredient. And I think that's so important to make sure that you're aware of. So let's recap a little bit about what we've covered because I've given you a lot of different pairings to play with the first one we talked about was creating a harmonious pairing if you will but also to pair with the strongest flavor in the dish and for this example i used a peanut butter cup and we talked about using a big rich creamy chardonnay as a wine style here now if you really want to go fancy you can go a full rich sparkling wine style again you're looking for those notes on the back of creamy vanilla These are the notes that are going to tell you the wine's going to pair really beautifully with it. The other pairings we talked about was to do a sweet cider because we know apple, chocolate, and peanut butter all are going to be delicious together, as well as caramel. And then we also talked about potentially wandering down the beer aisle and looking for a peanut butter beer. If there's a beer with some flavor here, you can pull that complimentary flavor, but very harmonious, sort of this is a nice level ground. We're really looking for something that's equally complimentary to pull that together. The next pairing we talked about was something really sweet. And how do we bring a wine that pulls together just... Uh, milk chocolate with nougat and all of those wonderful fillings. Again, watch Peanuts. Peanuts, we have to go more of the Chardonnay route. Peanuts are a whole other flavor unto themselves. But when you just have sweet caramel nougats, then we talked about trying a uh, Zinfandel, for example. You have the Moscato d'Asti and you also have the Lambrusco. The Lambrusco, Moscato, d'Asti Asti are both going to be off dry wines and they're going to have a little bit of a spritz to them. So really, really fun. But again, we're matching sweetness sweetness here we're acknowledging that we really need to bring together we're not going to fight the sugar and we're looking to just match the sweetness in the dish And then we talked about contrasting and we use the example of dark chocolate. So if you just have a dark chocolate, beautiful chunk of chocolate to enjoy, then even if we're contrasting, so we're doing dark, bitter chocolate, and then we're going to pair it with a sweeter wine style. So here we talked about potentially doing an Amaroni or a late harvest Cabernet Franc ice wine, for example, so something here that's going to bring sweetness into the pairing that is bitter but we still need a dotted line to a bridge and we know the bridge is going to be dark chocolate's going to pair beautifully with deep sweet ripe red fruits and so we're having that by creating the pairing so again a late bottled vintage Port couldn't go well here. You're looking for those ruby, those red port styles that are going to bring those sweet, dark fruits into that dark chocolate. And the dark chocolate's going to add that contrast and the bitter backbone into the pairing. So I hope that I have given you lots of different ideas of how to play with Halloween candy. If nothing else, maybe it legitimizes the need to pick up a box of candy, even if you don't have kids visiting your house or depending on what's happening in your area, if the kids come around or you don't have kids at home anymore. But now you have a good reason to pick up a box of candy and put together a bit of a wine tasting for you and your friends. It's really fun to just line them up and give some options. And again, I'm gonna put the pairings we talked about in the show notes below so you can easily just look at your phone if you're out shopping or cut and paste them into a document. But it's really fun to try them side by side. Remember, the rules are here to help you create better pairings, they're not to be seen as hardwired fences that you can't work outside of it and maybe you'll find something that you really enjoy that you haven't tried before i hope i've given you some inspiration on how you can have some grown-up fun this halloween by creating some magical and not spooky pairings these are not spooky at all As always, I wanna thank you for hanging out with me today. I hope that you have taken away a lot of great information that you can use. As always, I would love to hear from you. If you create a favorite pairing, I would love to hear about it. Please leave your comments below if you're watching on YouTube or feel free to email me at hello at winegirl.com. I wanna wish you a wonderful week. Happy Halloween to those of you celebrating. Bye now.